Have you ever wondered why is it that some businesses effortlessly attract an infinite stream of clients while others struggle to get noticed? In this episode, we are going to uncover one of the secrets behind getting more clients in a simple and sustainable way by creating demand for your services. We're going to explore what that demand means. We'll explore two powerful strategies, direct one-to-one marketing and the game-changing one-to-many approach and when to use each one. But before we get to the episode, please make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcast. That is really what makes the show grow. It helps it get discovered. It basically tells whoever handles the algorithm that there's something worth sharing and something worth recommending here. So you can go to your podcast app and Apple podcast and leave a review. And if you don't have Apple podcast, you can leave a five-star review on Spotify. But if we're being honest, I prefer Apple podcast. Let's go. Welcome to Creator to Leader. Are you struggling to connect with your ideal customers online? Are you confused about the most effective way to market your business? If you are ready to become the go-to expert in your industry and stand out from the crowd, this podcast is for you. Hey, I'm Eugenia. That's Eugenia in Spanish, but you can call me E. My mission is to help entrepreneurs stand out online so that they can grow their businesses. I do this through comprehensive marketing strategies, impactful content plans, and storytelling leadership. We both know you are running on caffeine and big dreams, so let's dive right in. I don't know about you, but something I like to do at least once a year is to take a month to be very intentional about doing some type of market research. So that can be a form that I try to send to as many people as possible to understand what they're thinking, or maybe I'm doing more long form interviews, or maybe I just do intentional social listening. It doesn't mean that I don't do anything else for a month, but I take a month out of the year at least to understand and listen and pay attention. Your clients change, you change. So I think it's just a healthy practice to really stay on top of what's happening and what people are feeling and the problems they're struggling with. So I remember when I was in the early stages of transitioning my podcast production services into something more high level and strategic. So I was doing only podcast production. I was helping people grow their podcast and I was having clients who really wanted to leverage their podcast for their business. And I started noticing this need for more of a marketing strategic approach instead of only focusing on our podcast. So I talked to a bunch of entrepreneurs from different walks and different stages of business. And I wanted to know why was podcasting important to them? Or why would they consider podcasting at all, right? Like I not only want to know why are you podcasting, but if you're not podcasting, why would you? podcast or why you wouldn't podcast? Like what's in the podcast for you? So after all my research, it all came down to this answer. I want to reach more people with my message because I want to have more impact or because I want to make more money. And with the people I had the best relationship with, to them, money was a byproduct of really helping people and reaching more people and creating more impact. So And at the beginning of that exploration, I was obviously giving them feedback after they told me what they needed, what they were thinking about. And I always came back to the same thing. We need to look at your big picture marketing first before we just try to grow your business or grow your impact as a thought leader or as a personal brand, even if they were not using those words. That's what they ultimately wanted. But we cannot only focus on your podcast. We need to look at the big picture strategy. And I understand 
the desire of more impact and more revenue. And sometimes, most times, really, the revenue represents supporting more causes or changing their family history. There's so much depth in the revenue conversation. And that's very important. But marketing sometimes can feel very daunting and very confusing. And I think it's because marketing is not a science. It is not something where two plus two equals four, and then you go, you learn the formula, and then you apply it and you get the result. And whoever tells you the marketing is a formula, uh, I don't know, I would not pay attention to that person because it depends on interpretation. It depends on the strategy, on how you're seeing things. Of course, some people are better than others at marketing. Some people are better than others at understanding human behavior. Some people are better than others at interpreting data. There are so many things we could say about you know, the quality of the marketing space, but definitely it can feel overwhelming, especially when you are not a marketer, when you are a business owner, maybe you are a business coach. So you understand the importance of marketing, but you do so much more than marketing. So staying on top of the marketing game can feel overwhelming. Or maybe you are a health coach. So you have no idea about what marketing is, or maybe you're a designer and you're transitioning into this leadership space and you want to elevate your services and the way you present yourself online. And really marketing feels infinite. There are so many courses, so many podcasts, so many theories. Some people will tell you build your business off Instagram. Some people will tell you email marketing is the way to go. Some people will tell you you need to jump into Pinterest. Like there is so much to do. So I understand that it can create confusion. So today we are exploring the best way to think about your marketing as you're scaling your business. And again, I want to simplify it. <laughs> I don't want to make you feel like you have to take an MBA to understand marketing for your business. I want to make it simple for you. And really, I am so passionate about this topic because having a background in marketing, when I first started my business, I felt this huge gap between all the marketing tactics and strategies I knew. Because back in my MBA days, I really went deep into everything marketing related. I had what felt like a huge project of presenting a marketing strategy for American Airlines, which was a very cool assignment. And we presented it and our professor loved it. And we aced that assignment and I felt ready. <laughs> I felt secure and I was ready to go. But then I realized that when you're a billion dollar corporation, and if you are, I'm happy that you're here, things work a little bit different because you have different resources, both people and money. You have different rhythms, right? You are planning maybe in July what you're going to do in January and you have different goals. You have a different tolerance for risk depending on how your company is financially. You can invest in taking more risks or doing bigger investments. You can do an ad on TV that's going to supercharge your awareness. You operate in a different way than a small to medium sized business. And it's like taking classes from a Marvel producer and going to a workshop by them. And of course, go there and understand how they're doing things in the industry, best practices. But if you are an independent filmmaker and you try to work just like the Marvel, like big production company, you're going to be overwhelmed because you don't have the resources, right? And you might start doing things that are going to deviate you from the things that truly matter to create the best product that you can create and grow into that huge production company if that's what you really want. And I love that my incredible client, Theresa Candley, says that being smaller than these corporations is our superpower. Because that's like realizing that you don't need a massive toolkit to fix a leaky faucet. You just need the right tools. You just need the know-how. 
Literally the other day, I put in a request for someone to come in and fix our dishwasher because it wasn't cleaning properly. So the plumber came and he did his full diagnostic. He looked at the whole thing. And then he was like, girl, you just need to turn on the food processor. Like, turn it on and that's going to clean the duct and your dishes are going to be clean. And I was like, oh cool that was that was it like I didn't need to call a full like plumber to my home so that happens with business we don't need complicated marketing to scale scale from whatever you are really I think that at every stage people are over complicating their marketing I think that we don't need complicated marketing we need marketing that works so we need to be strategic we need to be effective And when we do that, we get to have fun with our marketing. That doesn't mean that we market our businesses 24-7 and we don't do anything else but marketing. But marketing can be enjoyable. I really believe so. So we need to say laser focus because there are so many things. There are so many experts. And it's so funny because it happens at every level. I worked with a client once and he was a multiple seven-figure earner and his podcast was outshining his website, his YouTube channel, and his Instagram combined. And guess what? He was feeling so frustrated because he was having a hard time to understand the marketing results and what it means for your growth. So to illustrate this, I might go technical and it's going to be just for a little bit and then I'm going to simplify it. And I want to go technical because I believe that when you know why things work the way they work, then you don't get confused by everyone else's confusing advice. If you are going to take a program, a course after this, then it's going to be because you're going to hear something and you are going to realize that maybe there is a course or a mastermind that offers you the opportunity to explore an area that makes sense for your marketing strategically in a simple way. So setting the scene again. We're going to be a little bit technical and then we're going to zoom in on the best marketing scaling strategy. So from big picture perspective, marketing strategies can be divided into main two categories. We have our paid marketing and we have our organic marketing. So paid marketing is investing money to promote your business. And I worked in paid marketing for two years and I really want to bring you someone from my previous company because it's not my area of full focus and expertise but I do want to help you understand when and where you can leverage it. But pay marketing, something that's one of my biggest lessons is that it is an amplification tactic for what already works. In my experience, there is no ad that can heal a bleeding company with a bad product or with an unclear message. If your product is not solving a problem that exists, or if your message is not communicating the problem that you are solving, you are not going to experience sustainable growth. You're going to be dependent on all these ads to find you people that make a quick purchase and that doesn't create a sustainable situation for your business. Trust me. So again, I'm going to bring an expert in the future so we can understand in a very simple way and demystify this whole ads situation. But now let's shine the spotlight on the organic side of things, which is where we're putting our focus today. So organic marketing is where we don't have to pay to play. So we put our message out there relatively free of charge. So I say relatively because there's some talk right now about X, previously known as Twitter. They might start charging and... uh, I understand that's a debate, but for the most part, we create content and we can put it out there and we don't have to pay to be in front of an audience, right? You create an Instagram post and then you are there and people can find you versus you cannot just go on TV and put your message on the Super Bowl and be like, hey guys, can you put my message on? Okay, cool. Thank you. No, you need to pay for that. 
that is the difference. Within this organic world, we have two approaches. We have one-to-one marketing and we have one-to-many marketing. So if we want to see it in a visual way, at the top of our chart, we have paid and organic. So paid marketing and organic marketing. And beneath organic, we have one-to-one and one-to-many. So the one-to-one strategy is all about building direct relationships. So it's like showing up at a party and you engage directly with each person. Like you introduce yourself, you have a quick conversation. That's the one-to-one marketing. And when you're starting your business, this is really the best way to grow, to get your first clients. And sometimes when you're transitioning, maybe you've been in business for a while and you are transitioning into a new service, into a new industry. This is a great way to really get to know your customer and really start building those first success story. So this is a personal connection approach. This could mean sending a personalized message on LinkedIn and emphasis on personalized. It could be crafting a tailored email for the person, like don't just copy and paste a template. Or that could be scheduling a one-to-one meeting to maybe do some research or to see if what you have to offer is of interest to that person. And I had the privilege of learning a lot about this one-to-one strategy and personal connections from my previous director of business development when I was in corporate. And I had the privilege of learning a ton about personal connections from my previous director of business development when I was in corporate because he was so good at it and he built the entire process from the ground up for the company. Very impressive. So much to learn from him. The thing is that this approach is very, very time consuming. And it can become expensive if you don't have demand coming in. Demand means leads coming in, people reaching out to you proactively. So we need to, yes, do the one-on-one, but we need to have systems in place to create that demand because eventually what's going to happen is that you're going to be delivering client work. So whatever that looks for you could be consultations, coaching, or updating your course, whatever the delivery of your offer is, that's going to be part of what you do. You're going to be doing admin work. You are going to be doing one-on-one outreach, right? And There's only so much time that you have during the day, because remember, not every meeting that you have during one-on-one outreach or every conversation you have leads to a client. So it can get very, very expensive and very time-consuming. So I don't recommend doing one-on-one forever, especially as you try to scale your business if you're in it for the long run. One-to-one marketing is not the most effective, neither time-wise or budget-wise. Another great way of looking at this one-to-one marketing is being helpful. which is what I call networking. So it's attending industry events, conferences, local meetups, and trying to connect with these potential partners or clients or collaborators in person. So on a basic level is lending a hand when someone has a question or needs someone special. And let's say you have a dream client and that dream client has a podcast. Let's say you are a health coach and you're a health coach for high achievers. And this client, that's your dream client, they're talking on their podcast. They're doing a quick live update. And they said that they are struggling lately with finding time for meal prep because they really have so much to do with their business and their families. And then you might reach out to them and say, hey, I heard this on your podcast. I created this guide. It's a guide for 20-minute meals. It's already planned for you. And I would love to send it to you free of charge. And let me know what you think. I hope it helps. And that's it. You just build a connection. You offered value and you created that bridge. Does that mean that you need to send your stuff for free to anyone? No, this is a strategic decision, but this is an option and an example for one-to-one relationship. 
Also, we have word of mouth here with this one-to-one marketing, which is is the referral marketing. You work with someone that person loved you and then they refer you to someone else. This was actually how I started my business with word of mouth. I'm telling you, this one-to-one marketing is the best way for new businesses, for new services, for just something new that doesn't have demand yet. So now let's switch gears to my favorite. And it's my favorite because it allows you to grow. And this is the one to many strategy. This is like going to the same party, but (laughs) stepping onto the stage and deliver a speech. So instead of having to meet every person one by one, you go on the stage, you deliver a speech about your industry, about your expertise. People are super interested in what you have to say. And then you already share your message to all these people who you basically pre-qualified. So if any of these people are interested in learning more about what you do, they would come up to you and say, hey, I love what you say about X, Y, Z. Let's have a conversation or maybe ask you a quick question to follow up or just they thought that you were super cool and they want to stay connected and they'll be just part of your network. There are so many options and there are countless ways to rock this one-to-many approach. Think content marketing. So this is leveraging platforms like social media, email, reaching a wider audience. You create content and it goes to many people. And this is where you build your thought leadership because this is where you position yourself as an authority in your field. So you create content that not only adds value, and I've talked about the whole valuable content in the previous episode, but content that creates impact. Content that showcases your criteria, your thought process. Content that has people wondering, how can I get access to their brain? Content that showcases your unique perspectives. In the agency world, we used to say POV. So that meant that when something happened in the news cycle for media, the agency would write this POV point of view. And it was this document, very formal, that would be sent out to our clients and our partners with our thoughts about the news, what that meant, what we were doing about it. So that's a very corporate way of saying this happened. Let me digest this for you and let me tell you what this means for you. We don't have to do it in such a formal way with letterhead and the whole thing, but how can we get in the habit of reacting to the world around us and saying, this is what I think about this situation. Here with organic marketing, you've probably also heard about SEO, which is search engine optimization. So that ensures, or that's content that's created in a way that it will be discovered by those people seeking your expertise on search engines, meaning mostly Google. For most of us, it's going to be Google. And we also have public relations, which is you going to the media and getting in front of their audiences. So we have appearances on TV, the local news, uh, radio, podcasts, of course. That's your public relations approach. That's the big marketing world. So, you know, I mentioned content marketing. I mentioned SEO. I mentioned public relations. And these are just some ideas. But this type of content or this type of one-to-many marketing is the marketing that's going to help you scale. It is the marketing that's going to save you time and it's going to save you resources in the long run. This is a system that you set up that starts working for you, supporting your marketing efforts. It's like hiring a marketing manager that do this automatically because the content that you put out on a podcast is going to be available for years to come as long as the podcast is up versus a conversation you had one-on-one with that person and then the conversation ended and then you have to go find another person for another conversation. The ripple effect is just non-existent in the one-to-one versus the ripple effect that exists and the potential that exists with the one-to-many strategy. 
And the key difference is that the one-to-many really creates that demand. So it's not only about reaching more people, right? This is not only about, oh, how many people can learn about my services? How many downloads can I get on my podcast? More views on my video? That, that is a KPI. That is a symptom of what's working. Really, this demand-based marketing, this one-to-many, is about becoming the go-to authority in your niche. It is, we've probably heard the personal brand term, and it is really, these days, is brain-based expertise people that want to work with you because of what you know, this authority. If you're scaling your business and or you're envisioning a long-term journey, right? You are just not trying to make some extra bucks, which that's amazing. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's different motivations between I want to create this business versus I need to make extra cash. Let me find some quick gig I can do. And both are fine, but this one-to-many approach is for when you are building something that's going to work for you and give you benefit in the long run. So what does this mean? I'm going to give you three main lessons that you need to keep in mind as you are scaling a long-haul business with impact, a business that has purpose, a business that is highly profitable. First, start playing the one-to-many game. So we have our paid marketing, we have our organic marketing, within the organic marketing, we have our one-to-one marketing, and we have the one-to-many marketing. So start playing the one-to-many. That doesn't mean that one-to-one doesn't work. Absolutely not. We need to build those one-to-one relationships, but start playing the one-to-many today. Also, establish your thought leadership. Establish your authority. Because that is creating leverage, really. That is planting the seeds that are going to help you get out of this hamster wheel of one-to-one, one-to-one, having to build direct relationships so you can create sales. Also, that means being strategic about your content. And I go deeper on episode one on this concept and how to think about it and what that means. But identity-wise, that means going from a frustrated online creator to an impactful industry leader. Finally, I want to tell you, give yourself permission to be a newbie in every stage. I have worked with CEOs in so many stages. I have worked with business owners that just started their business six months ago. I have worked with personal brands monetizing their businesses and multiple seven and eight figures. I have worked with startup CEOs that have received $30 million funding for their companies. I have worked with enough people to see the patterns in this process of becoming a thought leader. There's always going to be someone who's more famous, who's more experienced, who's more articulated than you. Let me tell you, you have enough expertise. And this is not me trying to make you feel better. This is the reality. Judy Weber calls this your IP. She says your intellectual property. These are the ideas, the thoughts, the experiences that only you bring to the table. You maybe haven't taken the time to get awareness around that. And we can work on that. And that's a good problem to have. But if you are listening to this podcast, it's because you already have this desire to get that thought leadership out there. To not only make a quick transaction, but to really reach more people, make more impact. I want that for you. And I believe that that is possible for you. Journal about it and reach out to me and let me know what comes up for you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. If you connected with the podcast in some way, please rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That is the number one way you can support the show. And because sharing is caring, 
Share it with a fellow entrepreneur wanting to become a leader, not just a creator. I am so grateful for you. I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me a DM over to at eugenia.wu. That's at E-U-G-E-N-I-A dot W-O-O. And if you only send me a microphone emoji, I will know that you stay till the end. Thank you for listening. See you soon.